0: If I choose not to abide by society's rules, shouldn't I at least be entitled to survive with a roof over my head, some food, and basically be allowed to exist and abstain from that particular existence? I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do that.
1: Hello, I'm Dave. I'm the guy that's putting all this stuff together. I need to get better. Please make me better. I want to get better. Better. Better acquainted with you. So today we are getting better acquainted with George. Hello, George. Hi Dave. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Um Have you got a f- is your mobile phone on? I think it might be It is playing yeah, playing I'll, I'll some interesting yeah, yeah. you know how it goes where you get the little sound it's, coming yeah, through yeah, yeah. the thing. Um I'm Starting with two standard questions The first one's a little bit egotistical When did you first meet me?
0: I met you off a Gumtree advert And uh, as far as I remember It was uh, I just phoned you We met in a pub called the Red Lion in Soho Oh yeah, that's right And it was me, you and a German cellist Uh, Yeah, it was just you Had this advert for a big band And uh, I thought it sounded interesting And I liked your songs on your, your solo stuff Were kind of Definitely good, so uh, I wanted to meet you. And we phoned up and met in the pub and had a bit of a, a weird conversation because she obviously wasn't that into she either, into either, it, either us or the music. I couldn't tell which, but she wasn't. We were talking about Prince for ages. Well, we? I, I, I remember Joy Division, but yeah, possibly. Prince and Talk Talk as well. Yeah, and she's yeah, just looking yeah. around,
1: going, What the fuck's going on? Yeah,
0: she wasn't impressed, so but I, somehow we seem to get on mm. perfectly well. And uh, we never heard from her again, but yeah, it was kind of a (laughs) random band uh, meeting. That's right. Which is fairly typical of of people like us, I guess, yeah. The
1: other question, which actually will steer us quite nicely into the first topic of conversation, really, is what do you do now? What
0: do I do? Um, I guess, well, I look after my kids in the morning. I go to work as a cycle courier in the afternoons, kind of sort of seven hours a day, so it's part time. And uh, yeah, in the evenings I kind of d- uh, do music on computers and play guitar and stuff like that, and chill out. You know, just kind of look after my kids' work and try to get as much time for myself as possible. Yeah. That's pretty much my my daily routine. Yeah, the uh,
1: the, yeah. the main objective.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but, yeah, it's working out okay. But,
1: cool. Yeah. And you're a courier. Yeah, on a
0: bike. Yeah. On a bike. Push, yeah. A push bike. A pedal yeah. bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put a push bike. Yeah. A nineteen ninety-eight Kona, a purple Kona, to be precise.
1: Okay. <laughs> and how long have you been doing that for?
0: Uh, Two thousand and four, so seven years.
1: Fucking hell, seven years.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah. <laughs> and you do that in Central London.
0: Mainly, yeah. It's kind of uh, I would probably I'll go sort of Camden North would be the furthest, and then South would be Elephant and Castle, and then maybe. Docklands would be that way and then Chelsea the other way, so that would be the the best way to if you know those places, that's kind of the best way to think of it.
1: You know. I think once you described being a courier as being a little bit like being in a war. Um
0: I wouldn't say it's like being in a war. It's no, no, I wouldn't it's not I'm not aggressive in it in any no. way, no.
1: It's kind but of, every day you take your life in your hands.
0: Yeah, it's it's a dangerous job, but I mean I think it's dangerous because of the time you spend on the road as opposed to, I mean, I'm obviously more experienced than most cyclists, but uh, I mean, just be- purely because you spend seven, eight hours a day on the road, you're more likely to encounter weird situations than somebody who cycles for half an hour a day. But um, no, it's not, I wouldn't, a war doesn't sum it up for me because that sounds a bit kind of like I'm sort of like sitting there going, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, you're a no, hero of, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, not really. It's just kind of... Um, How would you sum it up? it's quite relaxing i find it really relaxing it's it's the most relaxing job i've ever done by a million miles because it's just so there's no mental pressure whatsoever all the people i work with are really nice and i mean obviously you've got to avoid things and stuff but that's so it's kind of a very primitive kind of thinking even though it's kind of requires short responses and stuff like that there's no kind of pressure of of projects and, and kind of stuff you don't want to do and and kind of managers looking over you and stuff so I, I find it very relaxing and, and pretty rewarding because physically it keeps you fit so it's, it's, a, it's a nice job just wish it paid 10 times the amount <laughs> yeah
1: so. well we're having this conversation in summertime yeah which is probably a nice time to be yeah riding. it's
0: amazing yeah I love it it's just I can sleep if, if it's like a, a slow day and I have an hour free I can like sleep in a park for an hour and just pass out and in the baking sun kind of thing just roasting in there you know it's kind of it doesn't get better than that at work but you know obviously in the winter when it's pissing it down yeah. and, and there's no other cyclist on the road it, for good reason <laughs> you kind of think like I should not be here it's just like you sort of feel like that that's when it's like a war you feel like you're in the kind of like French legion and someone's spraying you with a hose saying like endure it bitch. <laughs> you know it's kind of like that you know but yeah, a bit too extremes, but generally it balances out in in a positive way. And
1: as a as a courier, what do you think about uh, drivers?
0: I don't think anything about drivers. There's so much. um I mean, I think people are just people. You know, there's there's bad cyclists, bad drivers, bad pedestrians, and and I've got no issues with with drivers in general. There's bad drivers, and and you know, I have I have certain issues with Royal Mail. Mainly because they always seem to be in, in a ridiculous hurry, but um, no, I've, I've no issues with drivers. Is you know, so I just sort of think people should stop taking it so seriously and just everyone should of... chill out. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have issues with people who do dangerous things to me, like like someone intentionally tried to run me off the road once and stuff like that. You know, but
1: How, what happened with that?
0: Um, with that, I was I was trying to overtake a bus, and I was kind of like fairly smoothly did it, but obviously. For some reason, drivers always think that they've got the right of way. I don't know why, not all drivers, but some of the kind of like more moody ones. And you sort of like you swing out to sort of go around a bus, is like a car would do basically. And he was kind of like 20 meters behind me. And because I did it, he sort of must have thought I was supposed to stop behind the bus, let him go, and then after all the cars have gone, I go around the bus. But I sort of saw it as I'll go around the bus. So he's like beeping at me constantly. So. I stuck my finger up, it, up him, just middle finger, and then he, he drives up alongside me, looks at me out the window, and just blatantly turns the steering wheel and tries to like run me off Shaftesbury Avenue, and yeah, I just totally flipped out and, and chased him down the road, and uh, um, actually, actually what I mean, I'm not exactly proud of it, but he did deserve it, is he stopped at a traffic light, and, and I pulled up alongside him. And uh, I was wearing like weightlifting gloves at the time, so I just kind of battered his wing mirror off, and and then he got out of the car and tried to chase me. I just I just rode off like a like a cheeky bastard. But,
1: um, Are the Royal Mail your kind of enemies
0: then? They're not, you know. As I said, I mean, everyone's different, but but for some reason, they seem to be on, on kind of targets of of A to B ridiculous like timing targets. That they're always speeding. I don't know what it is about them, but. Whenever I see a royal, va- royal mouth and I do get a bit kind of nauseous and not nauseous, but a bit panicky and think like, he's going to do something silly. And half the time they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of a, yeah. You
1: know. So they're living up to their sort of stereotype in your mind.
0: A lot of the time. Yeah, I think they get kind of targets to get, you know, the letters to somewhere, because obviously similar to my job in a way, but they probably get a little bit more unreasonably, asked, unreasonably like, yeah, you've got to be there by four when it's clearly not possible. And I think that's why they do it, you know. But I mean, cab drivers—a lot. Of, you know, you might think I don't like cab drivers, but they—they're they're fantastic. I mean, they just—I've never had a problem because cab drivers drive all day. So people that drive all day, which is a lot of people in Central London, I find—I find it find great. They are just totally you know they're smooth even if they do sort of speeding they do it in a safe way and, is there a
1: kind of camaraderie between you and other people who drive all day in london do you i say? think
0: i think with other couriers yes not with cab drivers <clears throat> they're, right. they're very much on their own they're kind of like you know i get i do get a lot of abuse from cab drivers if i run a red light and stuff like that but i mean i think couriers definitely stick together because it's kind of even though we're on different vehicles it's the same thing you know it's kind of and we all hang around on corners together and smoke and stuff so it's kind of it's a bit
1: different, but... <laughs> and have you ever had any accidents?
0: Um, I've, I've had a few, yeah. I mean, there was only one I did something about, which was, which was a bus that ran me into a wall. And it was kind of like... It was a sort of classic case of, I should have ran the red light. I mean, all this kind of highway code nonsense that people promote is, is utter, utter bollocks, because the one time... I mean, usually I run red lights like left, right and centre, but this time, for some reason, I decided to stop at the red light and this bus is kind of parked on the right of me and it turned left when the lights turned green but it didn't see me so it crushed me into this kind of it's sort of like a three foot wall that kind of like just separates the pavement from the road and it's sort all of, I got kind of impaled on this wall and um, the bus kind of stopped and everybody on the bus was like standing up banging on the windows and stuff and the driver, he looks out the door and blatantly looked at me like as if, you know looked me straight in the eye And just got straight back in the cab and hit the accelerator and just drove off. So I think if he'd got out and helped me up and kind of made sure I was all right and stuff, I think I wouldn't have done anything. But because of that kind of attitude and and kind of like trying to get away with it, I I sued him and kind of took London Transport to court for that. Did you win? Yeah, I won, yeah. I got got a few thousand quid off that. So and I don't feel bad about it because... I mean, from what, I mean, I wasn't that badly injured, but I was kind of, my legs both cramped, so I couldn't walk, and I was kind of hanging on by my hands, and this, this American lady kind of pulled me over the fence, and was kind of, you know, if it wasn't for her, like, all the other cars were just speeding past, but, I mean, the cramp only lasted about sort of 10 minutes, and then I could walk again, but I think it was kind of a combination of, like, the shock of my legs and, and a panic attack, and that that's what did it, but... I mean, f- from his point perspective, I could have been severely injured, and yeah, yeah. because he drove off, I just thought, "I'm going to get you, you, you bastard!" You know. So yeah, I, I took him to court and kind of, um, yeah, did all the kind of <laughs> process as it should be. Went to the doctor and kind of, you know, did a bit of, "Oh, my back hurts," and all that kind of stuff. So yeah.
1: And uh, <clears throat> that you you told me once. I I wrote a song about it actually, but you, you told me once about um, ghost bikes. Um, you, can you tell me a bit about ghost bikes? Because I don't think very many people know about well,
0: them. Well, yeah, people might see them around. It's just, um, if there's a bike accident, I mean, I know in your song you said it was kind of a courier thing. It's not strictly a courier no, thing. Well, no, it, it was... Yeah, no, I mean, no okay, Dramatic license. Yeah, I just thought I'd point that out in case you yeah, okay. didn't know. But it's kind of, if somebody has a bike accident, there's a website called something, like if you Google ghost bikes, ghost you'll bikes, find it. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, The kind of concept is that if somebody has an accident um especially if it's fatal i think it's a lot more poignant but i'm pretty sure it's only for deaths but i'm not don't quote me on that but basically what you do is if you want to sort of pay respects to your friend or or like a colleague or whatever you get like an old bike or a bike that you don't want anymore you you dip it in white paint you paint up excuse me the whole thing white like literally like the tires the rims everything so it's completely white and you just chain it to the nearest sort of um fence or lamppost like to where the, the where the accident happened so it's kind of the equivalent of leaving like a, a bouquet of flowers but yeah it's just kind of like you know a ghost bike simple as that No, it's, Which not, is, it's It's a really nice image you know you kind of you see these things around and the flowers you know they die after a few a few days and flowers are just flowers but when you see the bike it's it sort all of, it sends all the messages in that kind of like you know what happened and it's mm-hmm. yeah you know, i just think it's a nice kind of it's a nicer way to do it and a few of them have been there for like two years and stuff like that, so they they can last depending on whether the the police decide to uh, cut them off or not, you know.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple of them since you told me about them. I've spotted them around.
0: Yeah, I mean they they, they definitely they definitely do last a bit because people like chain them up and you know the police have got better things to do than remove them. So yeah. I think it's a nice
1: tribute, you know. It's kind of <laughs> it's better than flowers, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. What kind of gloves did you say you had on? When, in that accident, like... You were oh, I had
0: some well, because I used to do weightlifting, so I just, I used to use, like, fingerless weightlifting gloves for cycling, because in Argos they're like a fiver, whereas, like, if you go to a cycling shop, the gloves are, like, you know, like, it's sort all of 15 quid for, like, inferior quality gloves, because they're, like, you know, cycling gloves, everybody's, like...
1: Because you often the, wear the, quite, sort of, strange... Clothing for your job, like you wear tights, don't you, to like, yeah. keep warm? In well, the... I'm
0: wearing them now. You know, they're, they're not tights. They're just basically what I do is I, I don't like the idea of kind of skin-tight clothing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wearing cycling trousers, but with normal shorts on top. So. Uh, okay. And when I wear tights, it's if it's extreme conditions, that's that's long johns. Like it's. Not, oh, right, it's not I've girls. Never, I, mean, I would wear women's tights. I've got no no qualms about it <laughs> whatsoever. But it just so happens that long johns are a bit more durable, and you know, I think if I ran out of long johns, I'd, I'd borrow some. Man is tight, no yeah, problem, yeah, because it does get pretty cold. But
1: you work for yourself, don't you? It's a, it's a You are a technically yeah. technically you're working for yourself. Yeah,
0: it's classed as self employment, but you still have to essentially be provided the work by a company. So it's kind of like if you're a courier, you don't just phone up different companies every day and say, "Have you got something?" And if they haven't, you phone up another one and say, "Have you got something?" It's kind of like you do work for a company, but they don't pay you sick pay. They don't pay me sick pay and they don't pay me standard wage. They used to, but um, I think it. if you're an employer and and everybody working for you is self-employed, I think it's a lot easier for them to kind of file their tax and stuff like that. that that's kind of what I've heard through the grapevine is that it's kind of, um, you know, couriers are self-employed to, because it benefits that the employers, you know, even though they're not technically employees, they are really, you know, it's kind of. But ha- being self-employed definitely has its benefits because you pay less tax and, you know, you can you can write off a lot of stuff like bike equipment and trainers and, so it's all right. But know. if
1: you take a holiday, it comes. Yeah, out. Yeah, if, your... if I mean,
0: I've been ill recently. I had, I had. I mean, I've got a lung condition and kind of a. I had. If I get a chest infection with with this. I don't know if it's a disease but condition that I have it's quite severe so I had like two weeks off work and that that is really you know you're off work for two weeks you lose two weeks pay and And you've got two small children to support
1: yeah but you know Children don't cost that much money. No, I know you. That's a
0: load of bullshit. Actually, (laughs) I remember
1: you saying something about that.
0: Not when they're that young, you
1: know. You said to me, I think (laughs) once having a kid didn't didn't doesn't really change anything.
0: It changes a lot, but it doesn't change the things that people say it changes. On the whole, it didn't change at all for me. Okay, so it's not changed my personality. It's not changed my. My my income is not. I'm not like poorer because that I get some child benefit, and because they're both under five, they don't come to me and say I want an iPhone and stuff. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's why I'm I'm cautious in, in kind of like dismissing this kind of thing. But um. Yeah. No. I think you know. Obviously, they take up your time, but it's where you where you allocate that time from. That it's kind of that that can make it easy for you. For example. When I look at, I mean, I have to spend time with my kids now that I've got kids, right? So yeah. most people might say, for example, they might not play guitar anymore. They might look after their kids instead, or they might um, they might not go on as many holidays anymore because they have to look after their kids or stuff like that. But but I take my time from. I don't work as much anymore. I work part time, and then all the all the hours I save from not going to work, I'm a bit poorer, but I look after my kids during that time. And then all the rest of the time, like well, I can still see my mates and play guitar. So, you know, it's kind of being on the lower ladder of the un of the unemployment of the employment sort of you know system. It can benefit you because you've got less to lose. So you kind of like if you give up some money, you know, you do get benefits from from people and stuff like that. From no, I... the, from the benefits, whatever you call them, the council or the government. You know, so
1: I know what you mean. I mean, I've, as someone who's not not very well paid myself, I, I'm i fine with that. Yeah, I don't it's really not like see that... that. You know, if, you it know, means I, I can't uh, go out uh, as much, it means I can't go as, on holiday yeah. and that, but, yeah, fuck it, I get to, to, to do what I love to do. Which yeah, is but, makes, you know, you, you, you
0: can know. give up stuff, you know, I think I think if, if you've got a really good job that pays you loads of money and you're accustomed to a certain style of living and you have to... And, then it's th- th- and at the same time as being accustomed to that style of living, you want to play guitar, it's hard because because you've got this good job that pays you loads of money so it's hard to, to give up anything but the guitar playing or the kind of you know beer drinking with your mates because that's obviously easier to give up than your good job because you're kind of thinking oh i won't pay my mortgage anymore and blah yeah. blah blah so um yeah i think it's you know i think i'm in a better position than than i thought i would be before i had kids definitely so um, it's okay.
1: and what did change
0: when you had kids um, don't know, they're annoying, um, you have to clean the house constantly, um, uh, they're a bit stressful, you've got to think about stuff like nursery, making sure they've got to go to a nursery, that you don't feel guilty leaving them there, and, you know, there's stresses, but then at the same time, I'll say to anybody who's worried about having kids or, or or is not sure about it, all the benefits and the negatives balance each other out. For me, in a way that it made no difference whatsoever. That's kind of why I have that opinion because there's so much fun and they're so amusing to me that that balances out all <laughs> the negative, annoying stuff, and it kind of like leaves me in 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 a in a sense exactly as I was before because it's kind of like I'm not any more depressed or happier because. At the same, all, all the negative stuff they bring the positive stuff balances yeah, it out yeah. and it's kind of like it's, to me it's just like you know but having said that if somebody said I could press a button and not have kids I would never press that button because I'd miss them too much Yeah. so that once you've got them you're, you're screwed you can't, can't get rid of them yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no that's fair enough it's, it's alright you
1: know. <laughs> so you said that you used to do bodybuilding
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do, do powerlifting and stuff yeah
1: how how big did you get like
0: were you um i I mean i weighed about the same as i do now i weighed 17 stone and 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 i weighed 17 stone i did that but i think if you could see the belly if you just imagine this belly was here up on your chest up on my chest (laughs) and and the shoulders that's kind of that's the the only way i could really describe it i mean and what did you get out of it uh, endorphins and kind of like satisfaction of I find a lot more satisfaction in kind of, um, I don't know, what, what manual labour, primitive labour than, than I do, than a lot of people do. I just find, you know, to me, like lifting something really heavy gave me a lot of, of satisfaction. You know.
1: And why did you give it up?
0: Oh, I, I, I was doing piano moving and a piano fell through the floor and I was holding it with my right arm and my left arm, but for some reason, as it fell through the floor, my right arm was, was kind of stuck underneath it. So the piano fell through the floor and it dislocated the elbow. So um, my right arm it doesn't work anymore. So um, I can't. I mean, I can still do sort of push-ups, and sit-ups, and stuff, but um, I couldn't do any of the kind of heavy stuff. Where it's just, you know, the doctors they won't they won't fix somebody like me because I'm not a professional athlete and I haven't got the money to go private. And I'm not moaning about it because that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, I couldn't do that anymore. No, because my right arm's just gone. <laughs> It doesn't
1: work. <laughs> you are a connoisseur, I would say, of food, but not in the conventional sense yeah. Yeah. of connoisseur. You're quite a fussy person about food.
0: I guess so.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've got this thing here. What's this thing here? I'm going to eat. A, that's a
0: gulab jab. It's from an Indian sweet shop.
1: Okay. It's it looks like... like
0: a sausage, and it doesn't have a. It has a consistency that is basically a sausage.
1: It looks. <laughs> kind of yeah like a... that's
0: not junk food that is that is...
1: Be... i'm not saying it's junk food i didn't i chose my words carefully i didn't it's say junk food.
0: it's not junk food okay it's unhealthy and and like like and, it, and it'll put on about a stone but it's not junk food as far as i'm concerned so wh- why
1: isn't it junk food if it will, if it essentially because is, because it hasn't
0: got e numbers, it's been prepared by hand, it's got workmanship has gone into that day. Okay, so it's no, um, it's not, it's not some factory where they're like pumping in preservatives. That was made this morning. Okay, so I'm that about was, to, I eat got, that, that was
1: that, that was in a bath of syrup <laughs> when I picked it up for you. It wasn't yeah, it, in a packet. So I'm, it, it, it looks like a kind of little purple sausage that's been in a, a bath of syrup. Yeah, yeah, that's what it it's is. It's kind of uh, slimy. In a kind of sugary way, what's it called? A gulab jab. A gulab jab. Uh, I think jab. they
0: pronounce it gulab jab. That's if okay. you need to speak. Uh, Gujarati or Urdu. I'm not sure if they're, they're, they're um, Indian or, or, or. I'm pretty sure they're Indian.
1: Yeah. Okay. And Pakistani,
0: uh, but I'm sure, pretty sure they're Indian.
1: And it's uh, it's purple like a beetroot. A little, brown, bit, a little yeah. bit more brown. Yeah, browner than a beetroot, but quite. It's quite purple. Oh, I'm going to eat it. George brought it with with him today as a present. All right,
0: it's hardcore, isn't it? I mean, come on. It's is it like it's coconut or something? It's not. It's kind of um, I don't know. I, I have no idea what
1: they're making out. Fucking out. It feels like I'm eating a brick. Like yeah, it's going yeah, straight yeah. into you my don't have stomach. To eat all of it. but anyway, no, I'll, What I'll... do you think, honest opinion? Um, just <laughs> to get used to it, Ryan. It's quite hard to eat. <laughs> it's not. It's like an effort to eat it. <laughs> you have to put the work in.
0: I eat three of those a day. Man. Three of these a day. <laughs> no, not every day, but when I do buy
1: them, I get three. <laughs> but you, you do have a like. You have a very aesthetic attitude to food, but you like things that are unusual or like.
0: Yeah, I, I just I, my attitude to food is I will eat anything as long as it's not. Obviously, I mean, I wouldn't eat shit, but but I would eat like anything. If I go to a country and they have some weird food then like they're eating dog or cat, or uh, I mean, I saw this thing in Japan where they get this live octopus and they cut it up on the plate and they eat it while it's still alive and the tentacles are like. Mm, I would love to do that. Man. That's like my, that's like my, my like you know that's like my dream you know. So yeah, I just want to eat like everything from around the world. It's all kinds of mad stuff. I've never been the kind of person that would not try something once. So
1: okay. I can only eat half of it.
0: No, you, you don't have to eat it. I,
1: oh, I'm you... quite glad to you finished it. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, but you always like nowhere. Like you were like when we've been in rehearsal rooms or whatever. You'd be like, you need to go to this shop and get macaroni. Yeah, like this particular macaroni yeah, yeah, pie, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You always say about n- nice and spicy knickknacks. The only conversation I remember
0: having you about knickknacks yeah. was that they they took all the e numbers out and they made them healthy, and I just don't see the point in that. It's just kind of like Didn't they hmm. used
1: to be carcinogenic. What does that
0: mean? Does that mean like cancerous? Attacks? Give you cancer? Yeah, well that's fine. I mean, so are cigarettes. I'm just exactly. Smoking. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, leave them alone. You know, I mean. Knacks, okay,
1: and they've ruined them in your they've opinion.
0: They've ruined them, and I, I guarantee you, within five years' time, they won't be on the shelves anymore. Well, I, I, I'd like to think they wouldn't be on the shelves anymore because nobody likes
1: them anymore. But it's I don't common. know. I, I, yeah. I love nice and spicy knacks, and I still eat. I'm I'm quite. I like junk food quite a lot. Yeah, you know, people don't necessarily know that about me, but I do. No, I
0: but it's not. Me. It's not. You know, I think I think like, like kebab a good example. I just think they've got such a bad reputation, but if people actually knew how they make doner kebab. It's not just like they order this lump of meat from a factory and they unwrap it and they stick it on a pole and they heat it up. These guys are in, the, I mean, I've been in the back of these shops cause I grew up next to a kebab shop. So what they do is they get this kind of minced meat and they kind of like they pound it all together with herbs and spices. And they sort of like make it into kind of like burger shape, giant burgers. And they sort of put each burger on this pole and they kind of like lower them down. So you've got like a big stack of burgers with like obviously the pole going through the, the middle of all of them. And then they mold it into this big shape. So it's not just like you know. There's work going into that, you know. I mean, people talk about caviar, caviar, what they get it from the fish, and they put it in a can, and then people go, oh, "That's a delicacy." But what what what's gone into that? Like nothing. You so know?
1: you like 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 a bit of workmanship in your yeah.
0: You know it's I mean? got a bit. I like prep food, but you know, this is like Gordon Ramsay like might slag off doner kebabs or whatever. But but you know, these people in these shops, they are making an effort. You know, well, I know. Like,
1: like I've I've had like if you go to Germany, they got like really. Nice, my mate. Oh, careful, you pull up. Can you pass me the lighter? Um, it, like in Germany, uh, my mate took me to these like doner kebab shops there, and the doner kebabs were like something completely de- like they were they were the same thing like on the big mm. pole and that. yeah, like yeah. they they just tasted. Really, really good.
0: But is that because it was a shawarma kebab, which is kind of like, it tasted like real lamb as opposed to processed lamb.
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's because that's a completely different style of kebab. It's kind of like, if you had like a hamburger or a steak sandwich, it would be that, that the difference between those two. You know?
1: I mean, I think the thing with doner kebabs is you, it depends on the place you get yeah, them exactly. from. There's that's a place where near where I work, where yeah. they're fucking amazing. Exactly. I used to have them you know, before yeah. Apple's rehearsals. I used to go get this doner kebab and it was like, Fucking hell! This is this is where it's at. This is where yeah, food should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the
0: thing about junk food is that is that people call it junk food, but to me, it's just good and bad. It's like like, like there's, you know, there's great doner kebab shops, you know, if you know where to go. you like... I promote them because because people generally just think, oh yeah, go to the pub and you know <laughs> have some crap, you know. But you know, like fish and chips, there's great fish and oh, chip chips. Oh, there is good man. fish and chips, definitely.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like for this for this to do this podcast, like you're you're a rider with yeah. uh with some beer and some facts and i'm drinking red stripe beer yeah you're drinking Leff. leffe leffe Lef- if brown. you want to, brown brown yeah and uh like i said that was Ponzi beer yeah uh you you disagree
0: well i mean i guess i guess it's Ponzi because it's expensive my definition is, uh, of Ponzi would be expensive but to cap that i would say it also has to be a bit trendy Okay. So like Ponzi to me would be like Garden because it's trendy and it's expensive. Yeah. Whereas like that to me, because Lef- nobody buys F A Brown, so it's specialist. And I'm not saying I like it purely because it's specialist as opposed to Ponzi. I like it because Brown is far better than Blonde, but... I mean that, I would I... <laughs> Do you not
1: like you don't like Hogarth?
0: <laughs> I like Hogarth. I like Ponzi stuff. <laughs> I just thought when you when you said that Nefe Brown was Ponzi I disagreed because it's not trendy enough to be Ponzi. <laughs> it's not not if if it was Ponzi I'd admit it.
1: <laughs> but I always find like your recommendations for food apart from maybe that crazy sticky sweet that is covering currently yeah. coating my hands is always Pretty spot on, like that, those macaroni pies that you, you said to get when we were in uh, Clapham Junction. Yeah. They were well, that's a nice. great
0: shop. I mean, people go from all over Clapham to visit that shop. It's not, it looks like a dump, but it's not. I think that's m- m- most people who go there, they know it's not not crap, you know, even though I just told you to go there because you wouldn't go there otherwise because it was so pokey and out of the way. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great shop. You know? Macaroni cheese with chilli sauce, you know, that's that's I've never had that before, but that, that's great.
1: No, I like your attitude to food. I always enjoy it, and uh, you're like really. It's a bit like your attitude to music. You're quite picky, and you like you know what you like, and you like stuff that's off the slightly off the mainstream. Normally, although no, you do, I'm not, you like pot, like I, I'm not saying you don't like. I'm not saying you don't like pop music. I'm not, I, know, I knew how that sounded as soon as it like came out of my mouth. Yeah, I like yeah but stuff, yeah. but you like weird shit as well. I like, I like weird stuff. I
0: like everything. I just like good stuff within everything you know it's like if i was listening to country and western i'm quite happy to listen to dolly Parton, but i wouldn't listen to garth brooks you know yeah yeah fucking so, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> i'd agree with that yeah so it's you know i like everything as long as it's good you know which is similar to my attitude to food i guess but
1: and what what was the first musical instrument that you
0: learned um it, must, it probably was piano i mean at primary school we had like a piano teacher made like little dinky keyboards and stuff so i did a bit of that there and learnt some kind of like triads, three note chords, you know. And then when I was about 15, I, I sort of played guitar because my friend was having guitar lessons, and my dad's a really good guitar player, and I'd never thought about playing guitar. And I, my friend was getting like reasonably good at guitar, and I got so offended that he was good at guitar, and I should be good at guitar because my dad's good at guitar. So I went to my dad and said, teach me the guitar. <laughs> so he did, yeah. <laughs> So that was kind of how that started. Uh, did you
1: did you, did you fall in love with the guitar? Would you say or
0: no? Not 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 in the kind of like way that people like you know, like Slash or like Jimmy Page, like just like 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 their woman and all that kind of stuff. No, I'm, I'm more in love with music, and I was all grew up on Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson was was kind of all I was in love with, really. And still, that, that's all I, I ever, you know, want is, is Michael Jackson. Yeah, but not, not like, that sounds weirder than it is, because it's not like I really listened to him that much, but, but he, I was so inspired by him and his movement and stuff, and, you know, and the kind of singing and all the rest of it. That I just wanted to be in music, and it just so happened that my dad played guitar, so I thought that would do, you know. If he was a
1: drummer i'd have played drums you know i'm not not that fussy and your main instrument now is probably bass would you say or
0: no no i still play guitar but i think i think i play bass because it's so hard to get i mean like if you go on a band advertisement site on on the internet there's never any guitarists required it's always (laughs) like drummers and bass players so it's true after a few years of that i did playing guitar in a glam rock band for a while and then I sort of thought, well, I might as well play bass because then I'm still doing what I want to do, and I'll get I'll get into a band within like a week, you know, because bass, you know, not many people want to play bass, and I was quite happy to do that. So, I guess in bands I usually play bass, but that's that's often because people have never heard me play guitar and they just assume I'm a bass player. So, I, mean, but, I am actually
1: probably just as good on guitar, if not better. I <laughs>
0: think you're,
1: you're pretty good on both. Would you Would you say you're good at good at guitar and bass? I think,
0: I'm, I think I think I. On bass, I'm pretty good generally. I can play most things on bass. On guitar, I'm very specific. I can't play certain things. I can't play like metal. I can't play. There's certain things I can play on guitar that I'm good at. Whereas on bass, I can play just about anything, apart from like really like wanky jazz stuff, you know. So I think bass I'm more more inclined to get a job. (laughs) But um, you know, I can definitely play guitar in the right
1: setup in the right band. And what do you think of the uh, the London gig circuit? (sighs) Well, there's just
0: nothing there for me. It's just there's no there's no to, to me like when I sort of first wanted to be in a band, I had this like like hope that there'd be some kind of scene there or some kind of like vibe or some kind of like movements going on. But there's just nothing nothing for me. And like you know, there's just there's just a bunch of bands who are kind of like playing indie rock or just kind of like different things. But there's no there's no there's no sort of like camaraderie or no kind of like scenes happening where I think, oh, if I go to this place, I'll see something new, or like not certainly not in guitar based bands anyway. I mean, maybe in like sort of like dubstep or like back in the day it would be like house and garage MCs there was a scene for that kind of stuff but
1: and there's grime going on but that's yeah but that's not what I do now. you know I'm not
0: a rapper I'm not a, a yeah, programmer yeah, yeah, yeah. or a DJ I play an instrument you know and I, I love all I love elements I don't really like grime but I like I like rap and I, you know, I won't go into that but it's kind of like um I think for the music that I play and possibly that you play as well there's just it's just sort of like random people doing different things, and nobody really supporting each other, and nobody putting on nights where they kind of invite certain bands, and the crowd don't care because they've got everything on the internet and everything. Just kind of like there's no there's nowhere that you have to go to hear a particular thing anymore, which is kind of like was the case definitely in the seventies with do punk you, and. Do you think the p- promoters
1: are a part of that? problem.
0: No, I think the promoters just take advantage of the fact that the kids just want to kind of either get famous or get heard and promoters just kind of they're just like they basically live off people's dreams they're just kind of like you know a promoter will, will book some bands for an evening and then take all most of the money for the, the ticket sales but they won't bring any people themselves the promoters not no. actively participating in making a night which is different or kind of saying come to my night as a promoter because i always put on good bands or i, or I have this particular style of bands that i book Nobody goes to it to a night because they know what they're going to hear.
1: They don't program an evening. Yeah, they don't program that's an evening. That's why I don't like yeah, yeah. it. I don't know why they call themselves promoters, because they, don't, they promote. don't promote.
0: They, they basically, what they do is they front the money for the venue, they pay 150 quid to rent a venue, and they sit on the door and they collect the money, and that's all they do. And that's kind of, yeah, I mean, obviously that's that, that's that's a terrible thing. I don't think that's the reason there's no scenes in, in London. I think the reason there's no scenes is because the music is just not, there's nothing new, but... I what think... do
1: you think can break that like do you think that music is over or do you think that no
0: music's not over but there's not been any new music for a long long time i mean not in the kind of like guitar based world anyway not from what i've heard i mean i mean britpop in the 90s was kind of exciting because it was a bit Like different from what was going on before but as a music it wasn't that different from the 60s and 70s, it was just the same thing done in in a 90s style but at least there was a scene there, at least that you had all these kind of like indie bands in Camden or whatever like doing this stuff but even if it just sounds different even if they're not saying anything new and it's just I don't know, like people only playing drums and singing or something if they can make something good out of that it might might be weird enough to create something new but yeah I mean saying something obviously just no matter what going on behind it if you're saying something new you will create something new as a scene but i mean what's to say i mean what's to say that that hasn't been said as well or better before that that's kind of what depresses me slightly yeah but it? then
1: again i mean it's in the bible that like, there is nothing new under the sun was in the bible and that was fucking no, nothing, years ago there's nothing new under the sun but okay like, let's
0: get a bit oh, boring boring punk punk whatever yeah but it's kind of like all right, the punk said something that had been said before, but had never been said before in music and on the radio and on the telly and blah blah blah. Like it had been said before in books, surely, and and kind of like in speeches and all the rest of it. But but I mean, since them and hip hop and the rest of it and you know black power blah blah and all that kind of stuff, I mean, what what is really left to to, to say that that is controversial that people have to say? Do you know what? I can't hear this anywhere else. I have to go to this 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 pub. Because they're not playing this on the radio. This is too offensive. I mean, if there was a band that only did songs that were racist, yeah, you probably would get like, like all the racists would go there. But like, do I really want that? Of course, no. I don't. You know, it's like it's like I mean, like like, like it's getting to the stage where the only way you're going to get something that you can only hear in a bar or that you can only hear it in a stadium, or whatever, is is to be so extreme that it's wrong. You know, yeah. it's kind
1: of. <laughs> I mean, there are there are just completely racist <laughs> bands out there, but they're. Uh... Yeah, and, yeah. you know, they, they always play to that actually, small sub yeah. subgroup and they'll never get anywhere else. But, yeah, exactly, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I guess it's about authenticity. Is it about authenticity, would you say? Like, punk was people who hadn't been heard before. Hip-hop was people who hadn't been heard before. And there's kind of no more groups that haven't been heard. Is that what you're saying?
0: It's not people, it's just it's opinions. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, the Sex Pistols could have been another band, you know, and got heard, but it's kind of like... No one had said that stuff in those areas, as in like gigs and stuff like that. and Nobody had done it with that kind of attitude, and I just like—I mean, if I could think of a place to go, I'd go there myself and I'd do something. You know, I'd love to be able to think of the next thing to to piss everybody off, but and maybe it's just a, maybe I should just try and continue what they started and make it more contemporary. I mean, that's another approach.
1: Well, that's a yeah, that's a—it's kind of, um... but it's hard to do because punk is. Now something sellable. So yeah. if you do it, people go great. Let's let's uh, market that, and that kind of changes what punk's really about in the first place.
0: Yeah, I mean that kind of. I mean that kind of started straight away, didn't it? I mean, uh, the, oh, the, absolutely. You know, with the Sex Pistols and all that. I mean, no, I arguably
1: what saying, the, but, that's yeah. what the Sex Pistols were. Yeah,
0: I mean, exactly. <laughs> Just, but I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as if they market, it, if the record companies and the media market it for their own benefit. But they're still saying something, I can't, offensive, and still say, not offensive, but they're still saying something which is kind of meaning, meaningful, I think that's okay, but it's kind of like they tend to dilute it once the kind of initial wave has come, you yeah, know, this has all been said before, but kind of like, you know, once the initial wave has, has kind of like done it, the bands they start signing are kind of like muted down versions of that. And
1: Do you think the internet is part of the problem or part of the solution?
0: I think it's part of the solution. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's the solution. Well, I know that you're saying that. I know what you're saying. It's kind of like, the problem with the internet is that, I mean, for live music, nobody has to go out anymore. And that's what's killing live music, is nobody has to leave the house. I mean, I will go and see a live band, but I will only go and see a live band if I know they're going to be good. Whereas like maybe like 10, 15 years ago, I might have just gone out thinking... I got to hear something new. I'm going to go there to hear it. You know, so for live music, I think the internet is killing it. But the internet also gets you to the stage where you can do whatever you want, put it on the internet, and if somebody likes it, they like it. You know, so
1: that's what I think is interesting that, about that's it. That's kind of
0: the good thing about it. There's nothing good for live music about the internet. Definitely not.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I think in a way, one of the areas I think is un- untapped at the moment, and it's what I'm what I'm vaguely trying to do with my new band that doesn't exist yet, is uh, people make tunes in their bedrooms, but I think there's... Gigs in their bedroom. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, that's in. nice. I mean, it has been done
0: before, but yeah, not, I'm not, sure, not I'm in sure. a kind of, like, regular successful way. I know it yet. hasn't
1: gone mainstream no, yet.
0: No, it hasn't. And I think that is a good way. I do think it's sad, though. I mean, like, I would always rather be there than watch it on the fucking telly, you know. But I do think that is definitely something to do rather than just post-recorded stuff and just leave it as this faceless kind of... Um, you know, page of of, of, of images and, and stills. You know, it's much better to watch some movement, something which is real and live. You know, on the internet rather than, than than kind of watch,
1: just listen to pre-recorded stuff. I definitely think that's that's a positive thing. Well, my feeling is as well that if you get, if you invite your mates into your bedroom, and then they get to listen to it and they get to react to it, then you have got the same people who'd come to you in a live gig, but they haven't had to pay five idea, quid yeah. and they haven't had to watch five shit bands and you you know like it's like no it's a good point yeah i think yeah
0: definitely definitely that, that could, and i guess that sort
1: of changing way. changing topic from that you have been pretty much low paid all your working life Stuff. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's shit isn't it <laughs> yeah well, it's shit, and it's a choice, though, isn't it? I mean, you've chosen that. It is a choice, yeah, but I, I do... I, yeah, no, I'm not
0: going to moan about it, actually, because at the end of the day, I've never been in a situation where I've been hungry and I couldn't afford food, and I've never been in a situation where I couldn't afford to pay my rent, and I think that a lot of that is because I'm fairly... I don't overspend on, on luxury items and stuff, and I'm fairly sensible in that sense. So, yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm not going to complain about it. It is my choice, yeah. You buy cheap booze... And you can always buy it. You've always been in a situation where you've been able to buy it. So I th- yeah, I think that's yeah. a luxury that you've always been able to afford. So I guess that's yeah, a good thing. I don't
0: think there's, there's nothing that, that, that other people have other than security and time. That's the things that I want is security and time. Yeah. You know, I don't want possessions. I don't need a swimming pool. Oh, I'd love a swimming pool. I want a swimming pool. But I don't need a swimming pool. But what I want is security and time. I don't want to have to be stressed about paying bills. I don't want time to do what I want it's like what's his name and Bob Dylan goes what did he say he goes a man is a success when he wakes up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between he does what he wants and <laughs> and, 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 and that is that is basically all I'd ever want you know it's I just, with that. It's that just get true. up in the morning do what I want and go to bed you know and that's what money buys you you know
1: <laughs> so you're ultimately you don't want to work at all you're not one of no, these of course not no I don't want to work it's surprising how many people yeah. want to work though People always say to me, oh, I've got to work or I can't make music. A lot of people I know say, I've got to work or like, yeah, if I'm not they, doing they, nine they, to five. They haven't
0: got any imagination or they just haven't tried it. Because, I mean, you can always do, I mean, for example, like, I'm a cycle courier, right? Yeah. And if I, and like, say for example, like, I went to be in a situation where I had to do something other than music to amuse myself. Mm-hmm. So, well, why couldn't I just get up in the morning, ride around for six hours, and go home? <laughs> but I could do that at my choice I want to do it on a Tuesday so I'll do it on a Tuesday and then Wednesday I'll stay at home and make music so I'll stay home and make music so if you're not working you choose what to do and if you need to keep yourself busy which I think the people that do want to work they kind of have this need of something to do, mm. that's the way I look at it is yeah. they need something to do, and I'm not slagging them off because they've got no imagination but but sometimes people just run out of ideas and it's like, if they've got something to do that they have to do, they do it and they feel good because they've done something, even if it's like a bit boring or whatever. And they've done it and then that's taken up a certain part of their day so that the parts that their work is not taking up are a bit more meaningful because it's like, I've done my, my chores and now I've got now I've got all this time and I've got to do something in that time. And I can relate to that.
1: It's but, hard. I, I, even yeah. now I find hard to relate to because I'm like, well, I mean... I, I, there's so many things I want to do, that work gets me in the too. way of Me too, me too, you you know
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing: is that is that see, because I've got kids and because like, I do work. I mean, if you add my children to my job, it is a full-time job. You know, I've got my kids from 6:30 in the morning when they when they get up, the bastards, and then like <laughs> I, I work, I look after them till one. I go to work. I get home at eight and help put them to bed. And I'll tell you what. Is that the time I've got for myself? I use it like a motherfucker. I don't, I don't put my kids to bed and turn the telly on. I put my kids to bed and I go to my room. I turn my computer on and I play that guitar or I do some music. And the times when I have been unemployed and stuff, I spent a lot of time playing football in the part of my mates, playing some video games, loving every minute of it. But of my day, the amount of time I spent like forcing myself to do something artistically, creative or constructive, hasn't really changed, like because. I, I, got, I You're open to distraction when you're not at work. So,
1: yeah.
0: and I'm not saying I'd rather be open to distraction than at work, but,
1: but I, I like being open. I, to I do
0: think that if you're kind of like if you've only got a little bit of time to do what you want to do, that you will do what you want to do. If if that's what you really want to do, you you will use that like a bastard. You know. Eight o'clock, I will sit there like a fucker till eleven,
1: like guaranteed. See, but that's because you got a strong work ethic, in a way. Yeah, but like, I mean, I'm the if same. You want to do something, like, you should
0: have a strong work ethic. I agree. Ethic, yeah, like, I've got so. a
1: strong work ethic for my own fucking work, and uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, someone else's yeah, yeah, yeah. work. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not so keen on, yeah, exactly, on that What exactly. the fuck is yeah, yeah, someone yeah, yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: <laughs> so you've, um, but that's the nice thing about being a courier is that is that the benefit you get out of being a courier is that you get physically fit. So if I wasn't doing that I would at least run for an hour a day so there's something I do get something out of it because so.
1: I, I th- think that's my problem though because I'm because I'm not a courier like I'm not getting any physical exercise because when I get home I'm just in front of a computer or yeah. I'm, I'm or I'm playing a ukulele you should or you should everybody no, I should I agree I agree you? but where's the time like you've got it built into yeah, your Yeah exactly work. that's why
0: I stick to my job that's why I'm trapped in my job because I can't I can't think of anything like right. Like I am never miserable at work and I can't get out of a job where I'm never miserable. It's, no, it's, it's really hell. Difficult, That's a good know? thing. That, but it traps you because if I was miserable I might be doing something better with my, my
1: time, but it's like um And you've you've played the uh you've played the sort of system for a while. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean there was a time before you were a courier yeah. that you you were unemployed for quite a few years quite happily yeah and you enjoyed that time i you? loved
0: it best best time of my life yeah without a doubt yeah
1: fantastic so what was great about being unemployed
0: what was great about being unemployed okay i used to wake up when i want wanted i used to have a playstation one back in those days and i would play uh, f1 99 it was at the time i play that and then my mates scott and jamie would come around about midday and then from midday, we'd go down the park, meet up with Sergeant Anna and these two guys from the uh, local news agent, and a couple of other guys, Paul and Martin. We'd, we'd play football from midday till six o'clock, so six hours football, yeah. And then at six o'clock, we'd go to the pub, and it was a pound a pint because it was this pub in Tooting called the Tramshed, which was a pound a pint on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And you had to have this student card, which we blacked, but yeah. we had it. <laughs> and uh, so we drink from six till midnight, get absolutely tanked, and get up the next day and do exactly the same thing. And I was completely active. Got up in the morning, video games, okay, not that active, but two hours of that, six hours of football. You get to the pub after six hours of football, and, and you enjoy that pint. You know, you enjoy your drinking, and you feel great because you're physically worked out. And okay, you're not being productive. You're not working for somebody. You're not. You're not benefiting society but I'm benefiting my body I'm having fun you know I'm like it's like I'm not put on this earth to sit in a room in I'm put on this earth I've got a body I'll, I'll use my body do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like...
1: <laughs> did you get much uh like music done during that time no no
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a bit done I played for about an hour a day you know but I was kind of not in bands during that time but I think that was kind of like I didn't know anybody who was in bands and I, I never thought I'd you know, be good enough to play in a band and stuff like that. That had a lot of contributing factors to it, but I was definitely happy. You know.
1: And do you think, like, are you happy? Are you m- more pleased with your life now that you're making music all the time, or would you like to just go back to that kind of oasis of uh, fun?
0: um would I have to take away music to go back there?
1: I don't know because if you, why weren't you making music then?
0: Well, like I said, like none of my friends made music, it was before the internet. I never really thought I only started taking music seriously on like, practicing when I was about 22, right? And this was when I was like between 18 and 22, so I had a different mindset. Then I didn't even think about playing in a band, or even I just thought I'd do something when I was sober enough to do something, yeah. so um. Was it... Yeah, I do want to go back there, is The truth, oh, but what... but I think I'm too old for that. I think my body couldn't handle the drink and the cigarettes. And <laughs> I don't want to drink like like 12 pints a night and, and smoke 20 fags a night because I, you know, I feel like shit. So I'm glad I did it, but I couldn't physically handle it anymore.
1: And yeah. was it easy being unemployed? Like, did was it easy to remain unemployed? Because there's a lot of pressures in society trying to make you. Get yeah, anymore.
0: the way you remain unemployed is 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 basically they they. There comes a certain point when you're signing on, you have to sort of fill in a diary saying, I've been doing these job interviews, and, you know, if you make it all up, they believe it for a while. And then after a while, they basically force you to go for an interview, and they say, if you don't go for this interview, because we've got you you an interview at Sainsbury's, right, Stacking Shelves, so if you don't go to this interview, we're not going to pay your benefits anymore, which is fair enough, you know, from their point of view, obviously. So, if you want to play the system, you go to the interview and you fail the interview. So, you turn up with sunglasses, wearing inappropriate clothes, chewing chewing gum, giving monosyllabic answers, and you fail the interview. So, that's how you you do it. The train spotting model, like they did. Exactly like that, but you know, obviously less manic in my case. You don't have to
1: take the drugs because you can just blag it, Yeah, yeah. You don't have
0: to blag it, you just have to be really, really disrespectful, but not in a kind of aggressive, like rude way. You dress wrong, you've got sunglasses in indoors, that's immediately like this guy's a cock, right? So, sunglasses was gum. the key. Sunglasses, chewing gum, and very, very either dumb answers, like obviously getting the questions wrong, or very, very brief answers, like yes and no, with no elaboration whatsoever. And, and you know, you can if interview like that, you know, it's pretty
1: easy. So, and I mean, I guess this might be something that people will be thinking, do you yeah, th- I'm a wanker. <laughs> no, 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 not that you're a wanker, I don't care, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? Like there's a Crass, there's a Crass song where it's like, do they owe us a li- do they owe us a living? Of course they do, of course they do. Do they owe us a living? Of course they fucking do. Do you think that's correct? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But it's like, well, because okay, all right, you can say like, oh yeah, people unemployed have got to work for their money, blah blah blah. Okay, that that that's all very well, but. Okay, you're born into a society which you don't choose, right? Yeah. Society is imposed upon you from the day you're born. All these laws and all these kind of like you have to work for your money. You can't just like randomly choose a section of land which you, you therefore farm for yourself. You build your own house. You can't do that if you wanted to, right? So you've got these kind of constraints which are basically saying this is how it is and this is how we want you to do it. And to me that seems a little bit kind of like... Well, what if I don't want to do it like that? What if I do we just want to like wander into the countryside and go, I'm going to cut down them trees, put my house there, get those pigs, kill those fuckers and eat them for dinner? Yeah? <laughs> if I wanted to do that, I couldn't do that, right? Because the farmers would shoot me, the council would come and say, that's not your land, they're not your pigs, you can't cut them trees down, there's red squirrels living in there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, I can't do that, right? So if I choose not to abide by society's rules... Yeah. Shouldn't I at least be entitled to survive with a roof over my head, some food, and basically be allowed to exist and, and abstain from that particular existence? I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do that.
1: I agree with you, I think.
0: And, and I mean, some people might say, okay, but why don't you go to another country which you like? You know, there's people always saying, well, why don't you go back home to these immigrants? So, I mean, this is probably, like, possibly not related, but, you know, they, why don't you go somewhere where you do are happy? But... Is there anywhere in the world where you can actually just do what you want and just say, "I oh, will take that piece of land, please," and is everybody allocated the same amount of space to do what they want in you know there's
1: I think it depends like if you want to go somewhere and have a computer and have a electric guitar, yeah, <laughs> that's harder. But like there are tribes where people just do what they like.
0: Okay, there's tribes, but okay, I'm going to get murdered in the tribe, right? And white man going into Brazilian desert, I'm going to get speared. You're yeah? probably not necessarily. I, okay, maybe that's an option. You know.
1: But the thing is, there's no internet there. There's no electric guitars, and yeah, but there's acoustic guitars. There's, there are acoustic <laughs> guitars. That's true. And the other thing, I guess, is and that also, those would tribes
0: would be granted citizenship in, in the Amazon. Would I be allowed to go to the Amazon? I'm I don't know. I
1: wouldn't be able to. I don't know. And also, the other thing is that. Um the those tribes are under threat. It's not like it's not like they've they've got it easy and yeah, So g- they're getting fucked exactly, over they like, will be, like, yeah. like, like, like
0: in my sort of imaginary world, I'm getting fucked over just like they're really getting fucked over. Yeah. Because people are saying to them we need these trees to fucking build our, our, our this, that and the other so fuck off from your little private existence, and that's kind of you know sort of uh, that's the reality of it. You know, I'm living it in easy land. You know, they fucking got it tough.
1: But well, I think <laughs> in, in the right tribe they haven't got it tough, but they will. But they are increasingly getting more and more they under threat. But out, yeah. a lot of them are having it tough. Yeah, you can't escape society, whatever. And uh, annoyingly, there's some some signal somewhere has been occasionally given some uh, interference. Uh, some someone's mobile in a different house, I think. Has been uh, given some electronic interference, so uh, people will have to will will have to cope with that when they listen back to it. Yeah, society is interfering even with the the innocent art of podcasting here.
0: Yeah. Society's a... not all that bad, but they should give you an opt out. That's all I'm saying. No, I they should, agree. They should with give, you. give you a minimal living opt out. You know, I'm not saying they should they should they should give you like bells and
1: whistles. What would be the minimum that everyone should get then?
0: I think everybody should get. A place to live. They should get enough money to eat food, and that's about it. You know, if they, I do agree. If you want to go out with your mates and get hammered, you should work for it. If you want this, that, and the other above, like basic living, you should work for it. But, but in terms of survival, and like you shouldn't be homeless, you shouldn't be hungry, and uh, apart from that, if they gave me that, I'd be pretty happy, and I'd work when I wanted to, and pay for the rest of myself. You know, so there you go. <laughs> that's
1: a, I think that's a fair enough thing to. Thing, thing to hope for, to wish for. It sounds a bit left wing to me.
0: Sometimes I'm not always left wing. No, no, I I'm know being you're not. a fascist in the closet, but you know. I'm what do you mean? You're
1: that. a bit of a fascist in the closet. <laughs> well,
0: democracy is like. You know. I mean, did you vote today? Yeah. And what did you vote for? You not gonna say.
1: I voted today was the vote of uh, for AV. It's probably gonna this is gonna go out a long time after, so people will know what we got. Yeah. I voted yes. But I didn't do so happily or with any expectation that it will change the people in power in any way. I don't think it's going to make any fucking no, difference.
0: No, I, I do think AV does make, make more sense from what I've heard about. It. Did you vote? No, I didn't bother. I wasn't. I tried to watch the news and get some information, and it wasn't good enough for me to make the decision because I couldn't work out why it's bad to have AV and I know there must be people who who have a reason why it's bad and I couldn't work it out what it was they haven't done
1: themselves a favour I think the no to AV camp because they've just been slagging off Nick Clegg which is a bit fucking unnecessary they could have made a better case Yeah. so I I can see what you're saying so what is it that you think is wrong with democracy
0: (sighs) I just think there's too many cunts out there and that, that, That's kind of the know, people. Yeah, I just I don't I don't have faith in the people. I don't think the people as a whole do the right thing because I think the way it, the people I encounter generally, generally, maybe I'm wrong. I'm I, you know, maybe I should ask this in ten years or whatever. But they seem to have, on average, people seem to have more than than I do. And you know, this is obviously sort of <laughs> like me going, but it's kind of like. They seem to. The average earnings are a lot higher than I thought. Yeah. They'd be like twenty something thousand or whatever. So to me, the average person's doing quite well for themselves. Yeah, I agree And I think to myself, does that person really know what it's like? I'm not saying that I'm in that bad a position, but do they even know what it's like to be in my position or people yeah. like slightly above me? Um, I'm, I feel the more, same. I'm know? like no one understands what it's like, sort like sort to earn to what to I earn, yeah. yeah, if the, if this sort of average, like 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 mean of the country, is is doing what I consider to be very well for themselves. I don't really think they're in a position to, to make decisions for anybody below them. And kind of like, I don't want to be like a, a hypocrite and one day be doing well for myself and kind of saying, yeah, well, you guys should work for your money or whatever. So I'm kind of careful with what I say about it. But I definitely feel that that most people are doing okay, but they moan about stuff, which is not necessary.
1: So you don't trust the people? I don't trust the people. But do you right? trust the government?
0: Well, no. But I do. I do... I do think there's something to be said for, like, like occasionally somebody does know better. And I think, like...
1: like yeah, but the government aren't the people. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I might... I can see some sympathy with that <laughs> argument, but the government is basically representing the, the wills and needs of yeah, big but, business. Uh... And so big business don't give a shit about you with hardly any money. And, yeah, the general public don't give a shit about you with hardly any money. Yeah. Like...
0: You see like, that it's, it's from a selfish point of view and I, I have to sort of look at it as like selfishness that I'm not I'd never want it to be me, but if somebody did take over and said, well fuck you big business and fuck you everybody else, I'm going to take this that and the other and make sure everyone's all right that's the way I think it should be done yeah yeah is like, I think someone should come in there and go, do you know what Like everybody in this country is living in a flat yeah and everybody in this country's got somewhere to live like, apart from the homeless right? But but who owns this property? Not the people living in there. Like how many? Like what? Eighty percent, seventy percent, whatever the figure is, are working to pay the people that own their fucking space. Yeah. So they can stay in their own space, and they get kicked out on the street. Now, if somebody comes in and goes, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. Like 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 instantaneously, wherever you're living, as long as it's kind of like not over elaborate, that's yours now. And like all over elaborate places, get split up and kind of like a certain standard of space is allocated to everybody. That's yours. Everybody and like all, all, I'm not saying they should necessarily take people's bank account money away or anything like that. But they should definitely just kind of say, that that that's my sort of like fascism. You want like, to kind like, of propaganda is just like somebody should come in and say, Do you know what, like like enough of this bullshit. Like all these people that are kind of stressed out. Just sort them out, you know. Just fucking give them their space. Give them their like I said before, with all this kind of minimal living stuff. Just give them that. You a know.
1: beneficent. Uh, but no one's going to
0: vote for that because everyone loves their, their 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 property and their money and their building stocks and shares. But, but I think that's that was, not me, you know. But then
1: if it, maybe I'm the minority. But if there, was a, but if there well, was a party, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm looking for. I'd like there to be a fucking party that says, "Guess what? You know what? It's unsustainable. All this shit that you guys have got unsustainable." It is not gonna last, and it's and if it does last, it is not fucking fair for all of these other people. So do you know what we have to do? We yeah, we have to fucking live with less and have more happiness, have more fucking free time, yeah, and you'll actually right. be happier yeah. if you fucking do this. And I I agree with that, but yeah, there are no parties it, it ta- saying t- that. Yeah, but there's that's there's nobody the telling the truth.
0: It doesn't take. See, like, like the only way it's gonna happen is some bastard goes in there and fucking takes over. <laughs> you know, like, like a nice Hitler. That's what yeah, you yeah. need. Okay. You need someone like that to just come in. Well, not Hitler's. That's a bad example because he was totally legit. But fucking.
1: Well, he wasn't that totally legit. He was. Well, vo- he, was. he was voted for, but he had control of. He, he, he. There were forces that caused him to be voted. He had a. He, he sort of. Kind of. Yeah, him.
0: yeah. He fucked. Up, he beat up people for voting <laughs> for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, know I get that. But okay, a nice Mussolini, for example. <laughs> nice Mussolini. You know, but yeah, that, that 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 that's what I want. You know. But then you know, that's just. Me.
1: Well, no. I mean, I think there's there's something to that, and I, I I I can go some other way with you. I think on that one, I don't know if I, I don't know if it, our listeners will, but we're be, just going to wrap up now anyway. Before up, you go for a bit, the last question that I have to ask anybody that I'm asking anyone is: Do you have? And I, I don't know what your answer is going to be, but I suspect it's no. Um, do you have anything to plug that you'd like to plug? No.
0: If um if there's anyone that wants a bass player or a guitarist in their band email Dave with your links and, and, and you can audition me and that's about the only thing I'll plug
1: so, that's yeah. about it Yeah. if you want this guy <laughs> yeah, in your band yeah you've
0: never heard me but, but you know you can audition he other, is good. other people as well and, and just put me in, in a lineup, and I'll turn up and yeah so it'd be nice to get some random auditions that'd be great Work other you. than that I'm, I'm keeping myself to myself until I'm ready to unleash the product on the world
1: well, I'm looking for I'm personally I'm, I'm looking forward to that product I think listeners should look out for it in Google search it it might be out who knows it by it the time you hear this it might
0: be out until it's good but then
1: it's well, to you never out. know when this will air in my area few quite a few months oh, that's true cool well it's been a pleasure getting better acquainted with you George uh, do you want to say goodbye to the listeners uh, goodbye listeners Yeah. Yeah. goodbye you can find getting better acquainted on Twitter at GBA podcast you can find it on facebook it's getting better acquainted have a search on facebook and like it or you can find it on the website www.gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk you can also subscribe by searching on itunes and subscribing to us that way there are lots of ways to get better acquainted